0: There we are. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Hi, everybody. My name is Coach Jody. I am a CrossFit affiliate owner in Tampa Bay with a background in entrepreneurialism, business, marketing, and all things CrossFit and fitness training. And I'm Jenna.
1: I am an ERA nurse. with a bachelor's in both exercise science and nursing and soon to be crossfit coach yes
0: we're very excited welcome to the show this is pretty Pretty Woo! welcome back we're here
1: um and this episode's coming out august 28th this is the last Time we can add seven
0: <laughs> to come up with. Hey! <laughs> coming up. Did you see my loading phase? I was like frozen for a second. I was like,
1: add seven Numbers are
0: not intuitive. <laughs> Numbers are not intuitive. But then not a single number. So
1: next week's will be coming out. Is Labor Day?
0: I think so. Labor
1: Day's next,
0: yeah. Yeah. Hey. We'll probably post the the uh, Labor Day. Or we'll, and I don't mean post. We'll probably record that tomorrow. Yeah, for the Labor Day. That way we can enjoy the weekend. We can have, have it way be. pre-scheduled. All good things. All
1: good things. I will be in New York City for a bachelorette party. We're going Ooh. to see the U.S. Open.
0: Ooh! But no, it's,
1: it's such a great bachelorette.
0: party. Which wedding is this one? Is this the one with the terracotta dress? No, this is the
1: uh, my nursing school roommate. okay for her wedding when is her wedding (sighs) good question is that the one that you're away in october
0: no that's That's the terracotta terracotta okay terracotta dress yes
1: yeah it's hard to keep it all straight you should see if terracotta
0: dress can do her bachelorette on the same weekend as the open weekend
1: the just two different so nights already, and then you're
0: already kind of in her area she already did her bachelorette party in the hamptons i just oh listen. see i thought that was so. coming
1: I, up. i'm running uh, out of money here. here Yeah, girl, has to stop I'm, getting married listen
0: aren't you glad that i'm already married
1: <laughs> i'm very happy you're already married yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> i was like i can't do this anymore oh, my God, i want to do like married. a real
0: wedding feel when we do a renewal of the vows but we're at least a good two years out from that
1: Yeah my social calendar is very full
0: and i'm very much going to take a page out of my girl kaylin's book and like have it make sense like i do want to have the bridesmaids and stuff but give a nice big palette lots of freedom spend what you want
1: that will definitely be me or i'll just elope because i listen i love my friends but being a bridesmaid has been her destination wedding was a lot of
0: fun it was a lot of fun (laughs) Um, and I mean, Tyler and I eloped, and that was really great. Um,
1: Saves a lot of money. It does. It really does.
0: Oh my goodness! I can't believe how much money we saved. Yeah. And that's even with uh, accounting for the fact that we were in a beautiful suite in Key West over a gigantic I holiday weekend, love
1: and we still Key West. saved a stupid
0: <laughs> amount of money because we were there for I think. Which holiday was it? Uh, New Year's, New Year's Eve. <gasps>
1: Yeah. that was a lot of fun in Key West because everyone doesn't really... Well, I guess they do throw a big New Year's Eve. Yes. Key New West y- loves, New Year's, loves to party. Yes. To New Year's
0: out? Eve in Key West is a lot of fun. I tell people that ask me about the experience, do it once. Once is probably enough.
1: <laughs> unless
0: you are very... Once is
1: exhausting. <laughs> yes. Unless
0: you are very into that culture and you really enjoy shoulder-to-shoulder also, um, once, once is really you know
1: i used to no longer (laughs) i've gotten i've gotten old but it's (laughs) It's it was fun
0: we watched the shoe drop oh the shoe the shoe
1: (laughs) i didn't know they did that
0: with um entertainers got it yes it was it was very cool it was very neat they also drop a conch shell on the other side of town so you have to make a decision of Mm which drop you want to see. We, is there a we significance
1: in the difference? Does one mean one thing and one um, mean something so else? So I don't know the, the, what the, the difference
0: is with the, like, I don't know what the significance is of the shoe. So my apologies, I probably should. Other than I think it's just fun and the it's kind of a, an ode to that community, which is super great. The conch shell is very important to Key West in general. Yeah. And I think just because, you know, they're a barrier island and, that's just very much, that's, that's kind of their, uh, I don't know if mascot is a good word, but I mean, kind of almost, that's really kind of their mascot is yeah, the conch shell.
1: Their, and their emblem.
0: Yes, their emblem. <laughs> there you go, their, their emblem. That and
1: a key lime pie. Yes, their, their crest. <laughs> yes, <their crest. laughs> yes definitely the key lime pie.
0: <laughs> um, and if anybody ever tries to pass off a genuine key lime pie and it's green, it's yellow guys. It might be delicious, but that's not a real key lime pie. Yeah. Key lime pie is actually like white. A, yeah, it's
1: like a whitish yellow color. Yes,
0: that is a real key lime pie. And if you want the best key lime pie of your life, it's actually in Fort Pierce, Florida. And they do a graham cracker you crust. Mean you mean to tell
1: me it's not at Publix?
0: No. <laughs> Publix has good key lime pie, though. It's so good, and they make a uh, graham, graham cracker crust. And they take the leftover graham cracker crust and That's they really put fun. it in the mix, in the so it, it, there's a little on- so you get a little
1: little crunch. For yes, to bite.
0: yes. Mm. So it's got the smooth. Where is and this it's in
1: Fort Pierce? Archie's.
0: Archie's. All so right. if you go to so if road trip, yes, yeah, so if you are going <laughs> to the east side of the coast, if you go to Fort Pierce and you type in your GPS the jetty or Archie's, it'll take you to it. Now the rest of the food at Archie's tourist okay like you're you're they have um prime rib but it's maybe not the best cut of meat or whatever it's a tourist location that's okay i'm there
1: for the key lime pie
0: right it's it's but it's an experience it's wonderful in that you're gonna pay for the atmosphere but the key lime pie alone is worth the journey over there and there's a bar there called the jetty where you can get rum runners to go and they'll put them in these little Ooh. bottles with like the sealed caps and you can take them with you. You can
1: get more it's, alcohol that way. Yes,
0: too, it's, wonderful. it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Anyhow, not <laughs> what we're here to talk about seven minutes in.
1: <laughs> seven minutes in, we're here to talk about wedding skew lime pie eloping. Okay, anyways. So <laughs> this episode is about overcoming adversity and grit mm-hmm. and how CrossFit develops that Parallel for everyday lives so in terms of careers outside of the gym Relationship dynamics you name it
0: That's it. That's that's what we're doing.
1: Yeah, so everyone knows that CrossFit athletes Are a little little grittier. Yes than the rest of them just because we're willing to try as some people call it the not real pull-ups, and I had to strongly <laughs> educate the difference. <laughs> yes, between strict pull-ups and kipping pull-ups, and different energy systems, and all of that.
0: They, that could be its own. You, you know what I did? Day. I
1: just dropped some factual knowledge, and they had nothing to say back.
0: <laughs> yeah, I tend to notice that conversations end. Not even conversations. I don't mean conversations. Arguments for the sake of arguments, when people are trying to pick a fight on a thing that they know that that is your field of expertise ends once you start going a clinical route, because they simply Ooh, yeah. cannot keep up.
1: And we all know I'm a nurse and have a degree in exercise. Yes. So I can
0: very quickly go very much get clinical. lots of terms. Now, I don't get it. Like, I clearly can't get as clinical as that but I definitely can get clinical in the sense of what you learn from taking your CPT Mm -hmm. through the NASM courses and even a little bit through CrossFit. And you start throwing out some of those big words and they start having to ask you, well, what does that word mean? And they, they very quickly realize that they are no longer on firm ground and they'll either digress or they will start asking questions. But that really only works if they are somebody that has instigated kind of picking this fight. Yeah. So it, it depends on and what their intentions you know, are. I run into a lot of these people sometimes. I've
1: been in the CrossFit community for eight, nine years, going on nine years now. And I still, because I surround myself with those people, those become my tribe, especially traveling mm-hmm. stuff. They, mm-hmm. they become my like inherent friendship base. I didn't realize that crossfit is still so hated mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I, yes i was watching the games at work don't tell me <laughs> boss um i <laughs> know uh, one of the one of my co-workers walked up and they were like well that doesn't look like that's not a real sport and i was like triggered <laughs> okay tell me why it's not a real sport and you know assessing for knowledge and they were like well Football is a real sport. And I was like, okay, on average, how long is a play in football? First of all, you can they couldn't tell me. I don't actually know it off the top of my head. I yeah, was like, I don't know what that is either. I was like, either. on average, <coughs> a CrossFit workout can be anywhere from three minutes to 90. To 90 well, for the elites, probably 45 is probably about their If you end. do like the MARF or something. Mm-hmm. And so I was like... Let's talk about sh- from a, sh- a mere strategy standpoint. Anyways, I'm digressing to that. But I have learned very recently. <laughs> it is still very much so hated. Now mm-hmm. that I've like settled into an area and <laughs> branched out outside of my friendship group, um, yeah, it's sad. But all we can do is educate, assess for knowledge, and educate, and then
0: they are there to make their own silly decisions this is kind of giving me inspo for a different conversation a great episode that maybe we'll record in the future of how to have conversations with people that have that energy towards crossfit and i'll Mm. articulate this better yes very much from like the sales standpoint because like that's what i do i've i've been a career salesperson long before crossfit it was on my radar
1: yeah i very I, much I so lack that i just throw facts at the situation and i'm like well if you want to choose stupid you can choose stupid
0: but i'm just here to tell you yes. <laughs> real life science <laughs> but i think it would be fun to do an episode where i can where you can kind of give some actionables on how to have progressive conversations with people that feel yeah very much like that about crossfit the how to ask the right questions to bring defense down is that's that's the number one thing of sales is how do i get these people out of defense so that they can actually hear what i have to say Mm -hmm. but that never happened anything with sales anything with sales any topic any position any product does not matter what it is until they feel heard and their POV is acknowledged the more you give not not you I mean in the corporate sense of you the more that you give them the P the, the POV that you have about it the more you're trying to convince them the more they will dig their heels in it mm-hmm. is very psychological so that's that's something I've oh i, I could certainly through. work on that oh I just, my gosh i just
1: throw facts at the situation it's well a hard fair, you and i have I, adhd I, so i assess the knowledge gap first right? yes well why do you believe that it's like you assess mm-hmm. what they're thinking and it's like okay so now i know where i can meet them
0: yes well you're better at that than i think you even realize
1: i mean it's meeting people being a nurse yeah. you know, you gotta figure out where you're gonna meet them because they're they're sick yeah, <laughs> I didn't make them sick. This is like a variety show. What are right. we doing? All right. We're talking about great <laughs> adversity. Yes. The
0: ADHD is strong today. Yes. Well, the only, okay, so one more thing, and then we'll get to this, but... ADHD people do tend to love to argue as a sport. Like, we have a good time with it. It's a dopamine hit. Maybe not all ADHDers. I know I have fallen into that trap. Where I think we're having just a lively debate for fun. And then I find out, oh, we're, we're actually fighting right now. <laughs> You know, it's so funny that you say that
1: because I feel that. There are times where I'm just like having a debate and being sarcastic. Yeah, I'm just like, having a good time. I'm like, oh, I look at their face and they're like visibly upset.
0: I was like, oh, <laughs> so I'm well, not really upset. Yes.
1: I just, we were, I just was getting my dopamine yes. hit. It <laughs> reminds me of this
0: one time I was playing with Absol when he was a puppy. And I just thought we were playing and have a good time. And then he peed. We were we were playing chase and like we were darting around the kitchen table and like we were like I was heading him off and we would turn and head him off almost like the peekaboo and then we would yeah. chase each other around and I thought we were having a great time and he was yipping and yelping and being a puppy and then he peed so I I don't know if maybe he was having such a good time he didn't know he had to go or was a happy pee or if it was uh, I'm scared pee because she keeps chasing me and I can't get away I, I thought, thought we were having a wonderful. Time,
1: you know, that's how that ended.
0: Absol did not believe. Yeah, Absol may or may not have a POV. Anyway, Anyhow, I guess we could yes. segue. So, so crossfitters yeah. are not excuse-driven.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of times these arguments, debates, discussions, choose whatever you're, the sales new, the hmm. salesperson you probably has a better term. The people want to find an excuse and a really good substantial reason why they are not trying it mm-hmm. and why something that I'm enjoying <laughs> is wrong right? oh. they, 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 they they want to get into these discussions because they want to find my knowledge gap which mm-hmm. wrong person <laughs> right
0: they are listening Nursing degree to an exercise
1: science degree yes and now interning as a crossFit coach Yes. not the person they wanted to pick the fight with and they usually soon very much so realize that but that being said crossfit carryover into that realm of life is not excuse driven right right so i definitely
0: oh sorry yeah Go was that? okay cool yep. cool cool i wasn't <laughs> sure if that was an okay of a break or if that was an okay of like a uh, midway in the we're, sentence we're struggling <laughs> yes we're struggling it's okay just love us through it guys we'll, we'll we get to it, guys, uh, we'll it. get to some kind of point eventually oh that was a big pause i literally lost my train of thought hang, hang on i'm probably gonna have to cut that out yeah yeah that was an unnaturally long pause what was i gonna say excuse oh oh, i was gonna say to what you said i definitely feel on what you were talking about with that there is many times where i will tell people either i'm eating a certain kind of way because i'll ask I don't just walk around, like, offering. I mean, there's this whole, like, meme and, like, running joke within the CrossFit community of, like, how can you tell if someone's a CrossFitter? Wait five seconds, I'll tell you. I do legitimately try to actually avoid that. I do, that. too. I do very much so. Now, sometimes I set myself up for fail with that because it'll either be on my shirt or the gym's logo or it's, it's all over my water bottle that I carry with me. So it's not hard to identify that I'm a CrossFitter because most of the time I have some kind of branding on. It's okay to be proud too. (laughs) But I'm not necessarily looking for every segue to be able to insert CrossFit into the conversation. But people either know me, or they know of me, or my husband, or they see it on my shirt and they will engage in conversations and they'll ask me questions. And so they might ask me, like, so what do you eat to fuel? Like, what's your lifestyle look like? And I'll tell them, and they they immediately start to justify to me why they aren't or why they can't do what I'm doing. Like, I hate to say it, but in those contexts and those conversations I'm talking about, and I'm talking random one of conversations in coffee shops Mm -hmm. at Ritual, at places where I'm not having a networking conversation. It's not like that. This is random stranger that's asking me deep questions as they're paying for their coffee and they're about to walk out the door. And they ask me this like question and they get my answer and they immediately start to justify to me why they don't do what I do. And like, (laughs) I hate to say it like this, but I don't care. I don't live the life I live to convict you on how you live yours. You asked me a question and I answered it. Right. I'm and, not and here to yes debate you. you don't like
1: my answer doesn't mean I was here to not, have a discussion yes, with I'm you. I'm not That's I am punched answer. out. If you want to
0: have a conversation about nutrition, here's my email. Let me know your availability and I'll see if I can squeeze you in. But I'm here to play Candy Crush on some free Wi-Fi while I drink my Kratom or my coffee. <laughs> I am right, not I am here not, to defend myself against a question that you asked me. I don't care.
1: <laughs> I'm not trying to defend myself. I have my mind made up. You're not going to change it. Yeah. Uh, Dude, you're like, I own a CrossFit box. I like CrossFit. I'm not changing my mind about CrossFit. I'm too far into this.
0: It, yeah. Like, even <laughs> if I want to like, like, do it's too late. I'm, I'm in a little deep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's. You know, and that's where CrossFit carries over into our daily lives. The, the we are not excuse-driven people. We look Absolutely at something not. hard and I, you're like, how can I approach this safely mm-hmm. to achieve
0: this hard thing, right? It's a yep.
1: completely different mindset. And
0: what can I work on in the interim? What step can I take in the interim to close the gap from where I want to be to where I am now?
1: We don't like, we don't like, no.
0: <laughs> we don't like that word we don't we,
1: we like how can I why can't I yes where do I go from here Actionables. Mm-hmm. I had someone just yesterday talking to me about their knee problems and putting on all this weight and they're 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 big on surgery and is this someone in the medical field it's okay if you can't no, tell me it was not someone in the medical field okay. and they were Talking to me and asked my opinion, and then immediately barked back. Well, because I I told them swimming, right? Swimming is a good oh swimming's one low worse. weight swimming and rowing are the two best things you that can do someone for Someone in pain can do before surgery to help strengthen the muscles around yes one hundred percent their injured body part. If yes, surgery surgical intervention is the intervention that's necessary, and they immediately barked back that. Unless I have ever had knee problems, I'm never gonna understand. Let's, let's rewind for a second, right? Did this that sound is, like a rewind? Yes. Okay, amazing. <laughs> this, this is their excuse, right? Jenna has done what? Played collegiate soccer. If there is any injury, mm. I understand it's hip, knees, and ankles.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think- Because both of them. I, I, I've had both sides, every yeah. single one. On a small digression, but very much on topic. And don't lose your train of thought. I'll, I'll be done in like two seconds. I don't know how cross. well, I do know how CrossFit got the reputation, but that's a different topic. I don't know how fitness culture allowed CrossFit to get the reputation of being the most dangerous sport when soccer exists.
1: Oh, my Some goodness. Some of the yes.
0: most beat up, injured people at very heartbreakingly young ages have been soccer athletes
1: yes uh, if I could go back and do it again I love soccer don't get me wrong very passionate I would do swimming I, I definitely have the body type for it I would not do soccer
0: my body is wrecked from soccer to be honest and you know how I feel about football American football to be specific I think soccer is even more dangerous in other ways or at least equally maybe not so much with the brain damage although you can definitely get concussions in soccer
1: all the time you get hit in the head with the ball you do run into someone there are plenty of opportunities but going back and, to the knee sorry i didn't want to like i i didn't want to derail really but i had that to say that excuse that they held on to because the the people who they've been giving these excuses to around them have not had knee problems right so now they run into someone like me who's like no i understand I've gotten stress fractures in my femurs, the the hardest bone to break in your body, right? I get it. I get where you're coming from. I have a
0: torn meniscus. I I understand. What did they say when you said that to them? Or did you digress from the conversation? They were silent, and then I went down a different path with the conversation because it obviously
1: was a light bulb moment for them that, oh, well, this is not the person to complain to. Because <laughs> this person is giving me actual actionables mm-hmm. and I'm telling them that I'm not going to try their actionables because they don't understand my pain. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. So you know what, readiness for knowledge. It's a nursing diagnosis. They weren't there. Yeah. Maybe next time. Or maybe when I'm better at the sales pitch mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of the factual thing. <laughs> Um, it'll it'll sink in but you know I do feel pain is bad for the human psyche pain is it makes you depressed yes and to know that your body is slash was capable and now pain is what's standing between that I I feel for those people but honestly it's an excuse you can get in the pool yeah
0: I agree And the pool will probably help deal with the pain. Chronic pain. Also, and I'm not creating excuses for those people, but I, I was a caregiver to my dad. Right. From the time that I could, I remember starting to help my mother care for him when I was probably three or four. So my whole young life was helping taking care of my father in chronic pain. And I do think severe chronic pain, especially if it's back or neck or knee, even mm-hmm. anything joint related, makes everything feel so overwhelming, right and complicated well, because it's almost like a you're like, carrying your trauma packet at any
1: given moment, right? Yes. And it's just one other thing that's a weight you're
0: carrying with you at any given moment on top of life's stressors stressors. it's it's like when a computer slows down because it has a program running in the background yeah it's always running in the background but it's still an excuse and i will even say that i will even say that for him there are many times that he used his pain and injuries as an excuse to justify certain behaviors or lack thereof, depending on what what point. So it it doesn't validate that. It's less
1: difficult to have an excuse than to actually put in the work. So right, going swimming
0: would take
1: maybe a gym membership and Mm -hmm. maybe some more time out of your day where you would rather just be sitting down. So yeah, there's Mm -hmm. that. And again, on the the readiness for knowledge curve, they just weren't there. Yes, weren't there. And that's okay. But
0: I like to think of it as like little drops. Right? right? So in the sales world- I've planted a seed. Yes. They're going to be thinking 100%. about the 100%. In the sales world, the data shows that 75% of sales being closed happens between the 7th to 12th point of contact. Mm. So think of how many times that person has to hear about CrossFit, not even necessarily from, like, take West Shore CrossFit, for instance, with our marketing, very easy. So it takes all of the emails that we send out, all the times that I shoot people a text, all the times Coach Tyler shoots them a text, every time I try to call them, them coming in. What was it for me?
1: Three, two? How many points of contact did, did we have?
0: I would say it was probably at least i'd three. like
1: reach out to you guys yes because you would have reached out California and then our and lead down.
0: action would have responded yeah. and then if you responded to that coach tyler would have responded yeah to that lead form because he, he automatically set an appointment yes so, that's so, so two, like to three, appointment.
1: Yeah. two to three yeah two to three so i was ready for knowledge yes i
0: was well ready. and Go. not everybody takes <laughs> that many times yeah. so. i mean i have had people walk in off the street with no appointment scheduled And actually most of the people that walk in off the street, I would say if 10 people walk in the door off the street with no point of contact being made first eight of those 10 will sign up and probably 50% of those people will pay for six months to a year up in advance it's very interesting Because they're ready yes they, they the walked people, their
1: butts in here yes they were ready they made the decision they committed mm-hmm. and then they showed up and there was no returning you took it from there your sales yes.
0: background took it from there 100 percent. and then crossfit of course speaks for itself but, but it is it is very interesting to me that most of the walk the walk-ins are people that pay longer up front yes it's very interesting i don't quite know what well with the you said, it. The, you, yeah, you they, said were they, they were just ready On and they the knew what they wanted yeah. yep. and they committed to it and they knew themselves and if they paid, if they were heavily financially invested, they would show up and they would do it. So there it is. Good for them. I have yeah. to pay my monthly payment. I agree. And that's so, okay. Most people do. <laughs> yeah. Listen, both both are very handy. Yes. Big upfronts give us big marketing boosts in that moment or big equipment purchases like the GHD and then the month to month is what pays the bills and you know keeps keeps the day-to-day running so both both are valid both are necessary there is not one that's better over the other except for what's best for that athlete to make sure that they show up and do it
1: and the ones (laughs) walking in the front door too here's here's another thing with grit and adversity they're they're open-minded to trying this yes they they've decided i need a fitness journey i am mm-hmm. going to this gym that for whatever reason the marketing captivated them it was on their way home from work whatever brought them in the door their mind was like let me let me do it let mm-hmm. me let me take the leap and that's those are the people who will stay with crossfit yep. because that's our mentality open-minded let's let's take something that we're not necessarily comfortable with,
0: but let's navigate it. Do you think David would be comfortable with me sharing something? We can try it, sure, what is it? (laughs) So something that I always appreciated about David, and this kind of goes to the point, but it's a little bit in reverse because he was doing big scary thing before CrossFit. I remember the second competition that he registered for, which I believe was the Tampa Bay games last year. So he did the combine, and then in later, so that was early spring, late summer. We he did, did the
1: Combine six months into trying C- CrossFit, yes. period.
0: So yes. He had never touched CrossFit And Fit he did the Open t- less to- than three months after he joined. He was willing to try the Open. Yeah. And I remember when I asked very him. Very open-minded. Very <laughs> open-minded. I remember when I asked him if he wanted to do the Tampa Bay Games with a bunch of us individual. Because yeah. at the time, we had a bunch of people that were really nervous about doing a four-person team which wasn't fear-based it made sense in the context of where they were in their journey and what the workouts required and there was a really big split in each of our athletic Abilities. abilities so it was hard to create a team of four because each of us that there was like eight of us that went but each of us were right. so far away from the other for what it would have taken to create a couple of teams. It was honestly just easier for us all to go individual. With that said, I asked him if he wanted to do it. And he was like, yeah, shoot, I'll try it. And I was like, it's a sanctioned event. It's gonna be very different than the combine. This is this is like arena, big light style. And he's like, yeah, let's do it, I'm in. And I literally told him, I was like, you are so inspiring in the sense of, how you're never afraid to try stuff. And then it dawned on me, and I literally said it out loud. I was like, but I guess when you pick a career of running into burning buildings for a living, a CrossFit competition probably doesn't seem that scary. (laughs) Um, That is correct. That is the perfect example of doing hard things that develop grit. And that's why, that's kind of the point of what Jenna and I are talking about, although it has taken us an extremely long amount of time to get to that point of CrossFit develops the grit to be willing to pursue what most people would think is terrifying. But when you do this long enough, it those things don't feel scary anymore. Like people think I'm nuts when I tell them that I wanna go bungee jumping. People think I'm crazy.
1: They think i'm crazy when i tell them i go rock climbing yeah, on actual rocks like i outdoors. swing <laughs> around on
0: on a rig all day and i yeah. i mean we're also in a weird demographic where we came from two very extreme climates especially coming from almost canada right when you're dealing with somebody who has always lived in extremes as far as climates you're kind of just dealing with a different person winners winters and summers here develop grit in a human being much less doing anything else yes it's a different kind of survival right it just is and it's very hard to articulate without having experienced living in it especially your whole life
1: well and like David specifically obviously I can speak to his like day-to-day life since we're dating right Mm -hmm. all of this grit carries over in his day-to-day life too Mm. he just is much so like me, like, like let's just get it done. Mm-hmm. All right, we we don't want to do this, but like it's we it's on the yes. list. It has to get done. Let's get it done. I watched him hang curtain rods the other day. That man had like a measuring tape out. He had like I don't know what he, he was with pencil on the wall. Make like, sure I it's level. just long. drill a hole into the wall and hope for the best.
0: <laughs> when I hang curtain rods,
1: I'm glad he had the
0: tape measure because that's Tyler would be proud. That's how you want to do it. You want him to be level. <laughs> <laughs> but that that actually I'm glad you said that because that circles me to our next point that we wanted to talk about, which is the being willing to pay the dues i know a lot of people well he's lost i think like 85
1: pounds too on top yeah. of that since starting crossfit he is looking so it. fit
0: and healthy and just pursuing the greatness in general the the dues have to be paid before you get to do the happy things and i think There is a demographic of people that start to pursue what essentially will be their income-based piece of their life that's going to pay their bills. Mm -hmm. And they pursue it in the chase of happiness. And the part that they miss is you have to do the stuff that isn't happy. Sometimes it's just the hard work, the survival, learning,
1: the survival. Yes. Yeah.
0: I didn't work at Under Armor because it made me happy. I worked at Under Armor because I was new to Tampa. I kind of needed the work. I had a background in retail. And at least I was somewhere in the fitness realm while hoping and praying and grinding and showing up hoping to get to coach CrossFit one day. It was something that was somewhere in at least the topic of athleticism. When we were at CFFP, there was a season of time when I was kind of hoping that I'd be able to start coaching or maybe even just shadowing or literally anything. Mm -hmm. I was cleaning toilets twice a week there for free. Technically, I was being payrolled, but it uh, doesn't matter. Under, I was kind of being compensated. In a way. In a way.
1: <laughs> Not necessarily legal.
0: <laughs> when, I, when we were at the gym that we talked about in the last episode, hands and knees cleaning Globo gym equipment just to be able to work in the facility that shared the space of the CrossFit gym. Yep that babysitting people's kids let me tell you does not make me happy no joy was gotten out of that certainly not but i got to share the hallway of the space that i wanted to be in imagine if i had quit because i was unsure if it would make me happy when i got there imagine the impact that would have been lost
1: where the grit lies is Nothing is guaranteed. Again, mm-hmm. right? you got to find joy in the journey. Nothing is guaranteed. You you know, the, the risk is worth it because you may not be able to see happiness on the other side, but as long as you're close enough, mm-hmm. you have to
0: keep going. You've got to keep going. Do you feel like the ROTC created grit for you? That was the program you were in, right? Yeah. You know, I think... I think
1: that's probably where the. F- i say the foundation. My upbringing was probably the foundation for some grit because there was a lot of adversity and flexibility in my home life. Mm-hmm. But ROTC definitely made it stronger in the sense that at the time, like females weren't even on submarines yet. So wow! To be—I didn't realize that was such
0: a new thing.
1: Yeah. So to be a female in ROTC at that time, there's already there's a gender gap.
0: Mm-hmm. There's
1: an inequality, and in the the military right now is still mostly male. But mm-hmm. at the time, there was still major gender gaps in whichever job role you held and all of that. So you as a female you had to keep up with the guys on runs this is why you tell me to run i can run Mm -hmm. i can keep up with whomever's in front of me you you had to keep up with the guys on the rucks you had to keep up with the guys you you had to be one of the guys essentially Mm -hmm. you could not show that you were any weaker even though there were
0: you know different differences there's
1: biological differences and standards you and this is maybe where the, the inherent grit in me came in. Is like that doesn't matter. I'm gonna aim for the, the male standards, and that's because if we're out on the battlefield, I want them to look for me and be, look at me and be like, oh, she can help too. That's she a can keep up. Yes. yes. So <clears throat> that being said, it took more grunt work for me, right? Mm-hmm. I had to outside of our morning PTs. Play, in addition to playing a sport, work on my weaknesses, which was strength.
0: Mm-hmm. It was never
1: cardio. I played soccer. <laughs> but the the weaknesses was for sure, like, would I be able to carry as much weight? Could I carry this gallon of water just as far as them without being as tired as them? It's, mm-hmm. That, yeah. The military definitely develops grit. I'm, I'm going to give them that credit for sure. Yeah. But I will say that carried over to into when I became a nurse, which was after nurses. I'm on the tail end of when nurses still ate their young. (laughs) So (laughs) I've never heard that phrase. Yeah. Nurses eat their young. So the old school nurses, this was pre-pandemic where nurses stayed bedside, right? They made a career of bedside nursing. Nowadays, that's not really the case because everyone's burnt out. But uh, one of my preceptor, older preceptors, told me that I would never make a good nurse. And here we are, I've been an ER nurse manager, I teach trauma, so that was the grit. Was mm-hmm. like, she told me I wasn't gonna be good.
0: Well, hold my beer. <laughs> here we I go. I feel that, I was, I was too much of a project. To, right. to be taken on as a coach.
1: So that being said, <laughs> you're, you're always going to hit obstacles yes. in, in the pursuit of your goal that you don't even consider. Mm-hmm. Don't quit. Y- you know what, the, at the end of it, only I can determine if I'm going to make a good nurse, right? Mm-hmm. I, I just have
0: to commit to getting there. Where the mind <laughs> goes, the body flows, but right. you gotta be willing you got to be willing to at least let your mind go there. It is baffling to me how many people hear something and immediately go, "I could never do that. I can't do that." Before they've even given their brain a chance to play with it, chew on it a second. You're leading I with have a golden definite... retriever
1: that like, lives in my brain. It's like, "Oh, what is this? We try this. Yeah. It's like, no.
0: Maybe you should touch less. Touch yes. less, golden <laughs> retriever." Yes. <laughs> There's that. But it is wild to me. You read with no. Think like, okay, so take this, the 75 hard. How many, like, how many times that's come up in conversation? Because I've been sharing it on my social mm-hmm. and stuff. People have asked me about it. And they go, wow, that's hard. I could never do that. Wait a second. You can't. Think about your – read the critical tasks. Two workouts – one of them has to be outside for 45 minutes. Could be a walk. So you can't walk your dog once a day for 45 minutes. They're probably already doing it. Yes, and you can't <laughs> do 45 minutes inside or maybe two outside ones of, I don't know, a second walk or some yoga or that it's just immediately no. Just immediately no. You can't read 10 pages of a book. Can you read? Okay, well, if you can read, you can probably read 10 pages of a book. Let's see, drinking, well, drinking is a thing that you have to go out of your way to do, whether that's purchasing it or going out to a bar or going to an event or you know buying the supplies. So you could just choose not to do those things. Okay, so that's pretty easily. Pick any diet and stick with it. Okay, pick, pick something. <laughs> pick something. Yes, Maybe maybe intermittent fasting, start with an eight hour window. Well, you sleep for eight hours a night, Perfect. so we could start there. You really, you just, you're just going to lead wait, with, wait. oh, and you got to take a picture of yourself. How many selfies do you take a day anyway? Oh my gosh. How, like, you, you can't do this? Are you that, this is going to sound really harsh, but are you, are you that weak of a person that you can't even, att- can't even entertain the idea in your brain to even maybe arrive to a Maybe. It just immediately, I definitely can't. Just look at the Definitely cannot ever do that. That seems difficult. Yeah, I'm not, I can't. (laughs) No, you can, you won't. I can, yeah, I can even (laughs) accept (laughs) a won't. I won't do that. Okay, you are making a conscious decision to not engage in something. Okay, fine. I can accept that. I can even respect it. But you, you look you, at the adversity
1: and you're like, yeah, but I can't you, do really, that. No, like, you absolutely You can. really look at those
0: tasks and go, I definitely could never do this. I definitely could never do any of that.
1: Take okay, it. so which part of it can you not do? Can you not read? That's fine. I'll accept that as an excuse, right? It, sure. We'll, we'll modify you're audio. Books, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe you can't read, so I'm not going to knock that. Do you... you why can't you be outside? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, we don't, it, <laughs> what, <laughs> do you never open a door?
0: Yeah. What, Even what a if hom- I miss? How do you not go Even outside? Even a homeless person can get outside. <laughs> right. I like know. if the, if the society's poorest has access. Okay. We can Follow figure that out.
1: We're not forcing you to yes, this is buy inter- different foods yes. or- Literally pick something. Intermittent fasting is, I will just not eat between these hours. Yes. Yep. <laughs> that's so it. So what is the adversity here? Yeah. You have to commit to it.
0: You have to commit.
1: And in a society that is afraid of commitment and connection, it's very difficult. Yes.
0: No I agree. I agree. I think that's a good place to land this. I feel like this will probably be a conversation that we'll revisit again. Oh, within a lot of our other episodes. Yes. This is definitely a great place
1: to land it. We've definitely gone down some rabbit holes. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: overall takeaways, don't quit
0: mm-hmm.
1: until you've reached the end. And yes. then when you're at the end, you decide whether or not it's feasible or yes. something that makes you happy. And even
0: if the end where you wanted to get to doesn't make you happy. Accomplishing to that will be a great springboard to where maybe you do want to go or do want to explore It's more tools in your toolbox. But you actually have to get into it. You can't quit at the gateway because you're afraid to start it because you're afraid that it won't make you happy. You haven't gotten far enough down the path to know. Got to put in the grunt work. Try it. That's it. The thing
1: is, you've tried this new thing because you're already slightly unhappy. So what is there to lose? Right. (laughs) Like, you've lost nothing. Even if you reach there and you're still unhappy, you're not going to be any
0: more unhappy. Unhappy is just a feeling. And (laughs) even if you get into the career that you thought you wanted and it doesn't make you happy, regardless of where you want to go or try to pursue after that, the work not having the gap in employment by itself doesn't matter what it's in having the employment and the what's the word i'm looking for refer not referrals references, references. having the reference the references that you've developed the, the skill the skills that you've from developed that particular job yes whether even if they're not all career focused skills like maybe in the course of what you were doing you got really good at certain things with software or technology or you know, website management or something that are more general skills, that's only gonna serve you in your pursuit to what you think you'll have passion for. Right. But you have to at least get there and do it for a bit. You need at least six months to a year doing the thing that you thought you wanted to do before you can figure out if it makes you happy.
1: Yeah, and try things that are difficult. Mm. The, uh, That's it. Everything that has lo- ever looked difficult to me has reaped the most rewards when I've seen it through, when I put in the grunt work. So.
0: That's valid. All right,
1: that cool. was grit and overcoming adversity yes. with some wedding stuff. Yes! And kind of a variety show. <laughs> variety show. Thanks Write in and tell
0: us. us your grit bearing stories. Info at westshorecrossfit.com, IG at westshorecrossfit.com, or jacked by Jody, or J underscore regs, R E G S. And we'll see you next week. Preparing for Labor Day. Preparing for Labor Day. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.